All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the NRL Hunter podcast. I am here with my good friend, Mr. Josh Reeves. Josh, how are you, sir? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. So this is a complete impromptu. I guess a lot of our podcasts nowadays have been kind of impromptu. But Josh was on his way uh, way to California from Arizona to visit one of our buddies. Uh, you guys might know him, Nico Detour, getting married uh, soon, this weekend. And uh, said, Josh, why don't you stop by and let's let's do a quick podcast about your your match, the NRL Ghost Hunter. Yeah, it's uh, definitely impromptu. I think he called me this morning. I was in the truck. So I was like, yeah, it works for me. So we'll make it happen. So, yeah, Josh always accommodating, just... Uh, Drove out here, not hopefully not too far out of his way. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of talk about the match and all things uh, NRL Hunter related and, and uh, see what we have for you guys. Um, before we get into all that, Josh, for the people out there that may not know you, um, who you are, you want to give us a quick rundown? Uh, yeah. So I'm out of Phoenix. Um, been in the industry for a while, I guess you'd say. Uh, military before that, and then just kind of transitioned into the shooting sports. So in the shooting sports, though, you transitioned first more, I guess, towards the tactical side, doing a lot of AR and pistol type of stuff? Yeah, so I shot a lot of two-gun, three-gun when I first started competing, and then just progressively worked into the long-range game. And you've been doing long-range, what, like six Seven years? Eight years? So my first match was the first year the NRL started. I thought it was before that. No. Nope. I shot really? well, I shot a CD match, and then that yeah. kind of prompted me to start competing, and the NRL started that season. Gotcha. Okay, so six years roughly then. Yeah. Awesome. Um, if you guys haven't met Josh, he's been in a ton of the matches. Um, great guy, super, super knowledgeable, and he's... He's probably, he's looking at me like I'm a jerk right now because I'm saying all these nice things about him. Um, but he's one of those guys that, you know, if you need help with anything, he's going to stop what he's doing and help out. And Six years, you've been a precision rifle competitor, and now you are a first-time match director. Um, and you have a co-match director, Mark Bean, who's not here, unfortunately, right now. But what has the experience been like for you as a first-time match director? it's been it's fun it really is i've helped uh we put on a couple smaller matches and stuff nothing to this scale obviously so it's just expanding everything that we've done before and it's it's been exciting it's fun it's different so so your match is coming up january 2022 and it's going to be held in paulden arizona at the gunside academy correct um, this facility is known throughout the world as being a, a great training facility and a recently they've had, you know, the past three or four years, they've had a long range component to that. Mm -hmm. Um, what are you doing or how are you doing this so that it's different as such a well-known facility? So they're, they're being extremely accommodating for us. They got 3,200 acres and they've given us access to almost the entire ridge that runs their 50 cal range so you can we can shoot as far as we we want really and we get all their ukd steel all their ukd targets everything set up for us we got tons of props and positions it's we got about a half mile of ridge line or more that we can pick anywhere we want and set up so nice. it's it's unlimited what we can what we're going to be doing out there so i know you and i have talked a little bit about what 
some potential stages might be. Yeah. And NRO Hunter is unique because all of the stages are obviously blind. Correct. So we can't give away too much information, but what can some of the competitors expect to encounter at your match? Um, so all of our stages are going to be basically set up for something that we've experienced. So, or, real, so it's real, real realistic hunting scenarios is how basically all of these are going to play out. Nice. All right. So no gimmicky type stuff. It's going to be, I mean, a lot of people may or may not know um, the Paulden, Chino Valley, Chino area. They have some world-class hunting right there. Yeah. Um, I actually was out there earlier this year with Beard Owens and shot my, that's where I did my archery deer. Mm -hmm. um, Beard got his elk up there, a gorgeous elk. I mean, this is true hunting terrain. I mean, even we're on gun sites property, we still see deer out there. We still see antelope out there. We still see there's a ton of wildlife out there. Um, why this, I mean, with all of this natural environment and, and wildlife and, and things of that nature, what would you say to somebody who's like thinking about coming to this match? Like why, why come to your match? Um, it's that typical Southwest experience. So if you watch any of the hunting shows and you see like there's people hunting in cactus and there's people hunting in that dry sagebrush and all that stuff, this is, this would be your chance to experience that atmosphere without having to come down and, you know, take a professionally guided hunt. Or if you do have a, you know, a guided hunt coming up, you know, this is a great place to come down and get, get used to the terrain, you know. It's not like, you know, you go back east or something like that and you can kind of just kneel down wherever you want. Right. You know, out here, you look first and then you kneel down. Otherwise, you know, you're in the middle of a cactus pile or some shit like <laughs> that. And that's a, that's one way to let everything know you're in the area. Uh, absolutely. I think we've all done, well, all the Western hunters out here have, have done that before. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. If I'm not mistaken, that, the, during your match time frame, doesn't Arizona have an over-the-counter deer hunt available at the same time, right around the same time? Yeah, so it opens up again in January. I think it's like the 1st through the 31st. I'm going to look quick. But yeah, ar archery over-the-counter. It'll be open. So theoretically, you can come out, you can do an over-the-counter archery deer hunt in that general area, and then come and shoot your match... And then go straight to SHOT Show. I like where your head's at. Yeah. So archery deer. Yeah, archery deer is open January 1st through the 31st. So bring your bow. So bring your bow. You get side stage, right? Side stage. <laughs> side stage. Bonus points. If you kill a deer while you're at the match, can't do it on gun site, but in the surrounding areas, because there's a ton of BLM land. I think Arizona is yeah. like 90% you know, public access. So there's plenty of places to hunt huge blm land out there i mean we got we, we have to do something like some kind of a contest i mean an over-the-counter non-resident archery tag is not crazy expensive um a couple i think three four hundred bucks something yeah. like that right um if i can do it just about anybody yeah. can do it we, right? we got enough archery hunters i think we should put that out there that'd be a good little side bet wouldn't that be kind of cool i mean can you get a deer before you come and shoot a rifle match a hunter right. A hunter rifle match because there is you'll have a little bit of downtime you know between between the days so i mean if you get out there wednesday 
Yeah, come out early. Right, come out early, get there on a Wednesday, Tuesday, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And there's not, from my experience over there, there wasn't a lot of scouting that you had to do. There was, there was pocket, like if you talk to the people, the locals, they'll kind of tell you where the, the deer population is and then you kind of have to scout from there. But it's not like you're taking hundreds of acres or thousands of acres trying to figure out where they're at. It's like they know roughly where they're at. Right on the yeah. BLM land. Yeah, I mean, archery hunting in Arizona is no joke. Like, it's tough. It ain't just sitting in the stand. It's it's tough. It absolutely, it's tough. But I mean, it's doable. Oh, it's absolutely doable. I think it'd be pretty cool if somebody pulled that off. I, I think that would be epic. I mean, I might yeah. have to. I might have to figure out if I can get another archery tag for January. <laughs> that'll. <laughs> If that'll count for 2022 season or if that still counts for the 21 season? I don't know. I think it's probably still, tw- I think it's 21 season. So you'd probably be out. I'm out. But there's a lot of guys that could pick one up. That would be, yeah, that would be epic. We have to figure out some kind of contest for that. I like it. So when you and I, again, going back to the match, when we were talking about this, one of the big things that really got me excited about your match um, yeah, I don't know if the public knows or if they read, you know, the match description or, or whatnot, but you're offering a field medical course. Correct. To everybody that signs up for the match. Yep. So what is that about? How does that work? And why is it necessary? So I also do a lot of training. I, I teach uh, specifically the firearms side, but I, I got a medical background as well. So Independence Training is who I work for or work with in uh, Arizona, and they host a ton of medical courses. Right. And it's it's one of those things that's not the cool thing to learn or not the cool thing to do. Everybody wants to teach firearms and learn firearms, but in real in reality, that skill set's very seldomly used in a self defense scenario. But almost everybody has used some sort of medical or needed to know medical at one point in time or another. Absolutely. You talk to anybody and like some of the students we get coming through the courses and it's one of those things like they never knew what they didn't know. And you can take that with you, you know, car accidents, you know, hunting accidents. And it's just, it's good to know, especially in a hunting atmosphere when you're out there by yourself, you have to be able to save yourself. Absolutely. You can't rely on anybody else. I mean, you might be out there with your buddy who knows a little bit more than you or mm-hmm. maybe less than you. Yep. But depending on where you're at, it could be really difficult to get any kind of medical services. Correct. Um, what is this? Do you Have you figured out a curriculum for this class? What is this class going to cover specifically? So they, they teach a what's called dirt medicine. And that's basically a field medical course. And that's what this course is. It's going to be condensed because that's a full day course. And we're going to try and keep it condensed to about two hours okay. just so we can get get everybody through it. But that's what we're going to be looking at. And it's going to, I think me and you were talking, we're setting med kits up yep. that we're going to have available for people. You know, we're going to get hands-on experience with this. And without saying too much about the match, hint, hint, foot stomp. <laughs> This is something you are definitely going to need to know. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Medical is one of those things, like you said. Um, you know, I've been blessed to have just about every gadget and do you know trainings with with some awesome people throughout you know my experiences with firearms. But I've never done 
a true dedicated medical class. Like I've done basic medical, mm -hmm. how to use a tourniquet, put a splint on, Boy Scout type stuff, yep. you know, basic Boy Scout type stuff, but nothing, um, nothing serious, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you, you're seeing nowadays a lot more people getting into the wilderness and going out and hunting. Um, and I mean, it, something as little as a sprained ankle or, you know, a, a kink in your neck could really yeah. mess up your hunt, right? Yes, it's, it's, and like, you have to understand the hunters are the ones that are out there and they're your best hope as a first responder. Right. Like a hunter coming across another hunter, you know, and you be able to do a quick evaluation on them and know what's wrong with them or how to treat them or how serious it is or how, you know, do we need to fly this dude out of here or can we just treat this guy and walk him out? Type right. Thing. So one of the big things, and I don't have one, and I know I've talked to you about this in the past, Josh, and since I really got heavy into the hunting, Josh has kind of been my my go-to, one of my go-to guys. Hey, Josh, what do you think about this or what do I need here? You and Paul Down and I, I'm always calling with ideas and questions. Um, and we've talked about, what is it, that Garmin uh, satellite tracker thing? Yeah, well, InReach. The InReach. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of people have those, and a lot of people don't have them. What is your thought on those? Um, it's all location dependent, depending on where you're going. I mean, if you're going to be completely out in the boonies, out of cell phone range, I think it's, it's a lifeline. It's 100% what it is, because if you get hurt out there, you have no way to contact anybody. If you don't have one, right, that or a sat phone, you know. So it's kind of cheap insurance. Yeah, it it really is, you know. But I mean, it, for the majority of the areas you hunt, you'll probably still have cell phone service, so you can still call out or text. But right. I mean, if you get back in the mountains, satellites the only thing that can work. Awesome. All right, so let's go side side notes. Sorry, guys, I kind of squirrel it a little bit. Um, okay, back to the match. How many stages are we doing? What are our average distance? Have you figured any of that out yet? So, 18 stages. Okay. Average distance, it's going to be in that three to 400 range. We're going to try and keep it as realistic as we can and keep it to ranges people should be shooting, not, you know, past their skill set. There's going to be some targets. They're going to show you where your breaking line is. Right. And there's going to be some, some easy ones. So, so this is definitely a, one of the matches that is going to be more geared towards your average Joe Hunter coming out and trying this. Yes. Right? This, the whole way I'm setting this match up is to get people to bring their legit hunting equipment out and test it. So if you get skunked this season, bring your gear, find out why. Or if you want to try some new stuff, bring it, get ready for next season. Awesome. And that's a, that's a great way... To get more people involved and, and help people figure out what gear is yeah. being successful or not. Well, that's for me. That's the end state for this. This is to improve your ability as a hunter. You know, not buy the most expensive stuff you can just to game the system to try and win. This is take what you have and learn how to use it. Well, and this, I mean, technology is great, um, especially you know the technology and clothing and gear and things yep. of that nature, but. Hunting is, is one of the oldest traditions of mankind, right? And people were doing this type of hunting or doing hunting of these type of animals yeah. with homemade bows and, and, and spears and, I mean, the whole nine yards, right? So yeah. the fact that people think they have to have 
you know, the fanciest Gucci thing out isn't necessarily always the case. No, and it's, you don't know until you try it, you know, and that's, you can hear reviews and you get people's opinions and until you try it, it might not work for you. It might be the best scope in the world, but if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And you're not going to know until you put it on your gun and you take it to a place and you torture test it. So I shot five hunter matches last season. I shot a completely different setup every single time. And which setup did you find worked best for you, just personally? So I ended up changing. For my last setup, I had a different break, different, and that was the finale I shot it. Different muzzle break, a different bipod setup, and different rings. Okay. And that, that ended up being the ticket for me. That's what I liked the most. So I can understand the muzzle break making a difference. Mm -hmm. How much of a difference did all the other components that you changed, like the rings and so on and so forth? What... What made you feel that that was the better setup? Um, so the rings, it was, I wanted to go with uh, uh, backcountry rings, but they didn't have them in the size I wanted for my scope. They didn't have 35, they only had 34 mil, so I had to send them out to get milled. Damn, mill pulled. Right? <laughs> Actually, it was Hawkins. Come on, boys. Oh, Hawkins. <laughs> Let's get some 35 mil rings out. But... Uh, no, because I want to run the levels. I like their internal bubble levels yeah. on the rings. So I wanted to run those. So, like I say, 35 mil rings, boys. Come on. <laughs> but those worked great. Um, I changed the breakout because I was going to... I hunt suppressed. Oh, okay. So I ran the muzzle break I was going to run suppressed with. Gotcha. Okay. That makes that makes perfect sense. And what rifle are you running? Uh, HS65 uh, Creedmoor. Okay. It's their carbon fiber PLC. Nice. I actually just saw it. I think I just shot the PLC in the 6.5 PRC. Yeah. That's, that's a ticket. It's a beautiful rifle. I'm trying to I'm trying to let, get Josh Clough to let go of it so I could buy it from him. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I had to wrestle that 6.5 out of his hands. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, come on. I, I'm the first one to kill an animal with that rifle. Let me let me buy it from you. All right. <laughs> uh, no, it's, that's good stuff. Um. Okay, so 18 stages, realistic distances, mm -hmm. realistic hunting scenarios. Um, this year, the NRO Hunter is adding a team component to, to the mix. Um, you've shot team matches before. Yep. What do you feel is the benefit to a team scenario versus a independent scenario for a hunter-style match? It's, for first off, it's fun. It's absolutely fun when you get to shoot with your buddy and you get a little, you know, compete amongst yourselves okay. type thing, you know. Right. So that's always a blast because you're with your buddy and you guys, you can work through problems together. Um, it's also a great learning opportunity for a, you know, father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter team where you can take an experienced shooter and take your, you know, take someone, a novice, and show them the ways to work through problems. Right. You know, and it's it's a great team building. It's great learning. It's you can't beat a team match. I don't think. You know, I, and I agree with you. It's it's a way for you to really get to know the person that your your teammate is. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, absolutely. Like you and I, we have a bear hunt planned later this year. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it. But. If there was an opportunity for you and I to shoot a team hunter match before the bear match, before our bear hunt, I would have totally signed us up for it because we're going to be working together to harvest this animal. What better way to practice? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of kind of get you on cue with the other person's, you know, lingo, how they talk, what they're looking at. Because, you know, what you say, you know, it's an animal standing next to a rock in a tree or a weird-looking tree. I don't know what your definition of a weird-looking tree is, <laughs> right? yet, you know. <laughs> when you start working with somebody and spend some time with them, like I shoot a lot of matches with Nico. So when Nico tells me, hey, look at that goofy-looking tree over there, I can usually pick out the goofy-looking tree that he's looking at because... Because you know, know what Nico Goofy is. Yeah, I know. I know what Goofy for Nico is. I'm like, yeah, that that fits. Nice, nice. So, okay, your match is going to be a ton of fun. Um, not to date this show, but at, at this current time, um, half of your, uh, at least half or more than half of your regular entry, your yep. your in the so single. we're go ahead. Sorry, we're already. We're 50% full on individual and we're 50% full on teams as of uh, yesterday. As of I yesterday. Yeah. So I'm sure it's more than that already. So awesome. So it's going to be a, a great first match. Yeah. It's 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 set up to be a smoker for sure. Okay. Oh, very cool. Now, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. But being that you shot five hunter matches last season we have a total of, of 12 matches and then the the grand finale or the grand slam mm-hmm. what are your go-to matches that you won't miss this year for that NRL hunter um so i always like and even the regular nrl matches i always like going someplace new so all the ones that are new to me or a new area i absolutely want to try and make it out to because it's just like I say, you get a hunt basically in a new environment that you've never been to before. Right. So that's that's my first push, and then there's some. I need uh, well, Rust or Dusty's not having his match this year. No, that's, yeah. That's one place I definitely want to go. Wanted to go back to. Uh, Colin put on a great match. I like that. So that's a question. Colin put on a phenomenal match. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, one of the best matches of, yep. of the year last year. Colin's match. Because of scheduling, it's not, trust me, this is not how we wanted it, but Colin's match and Jim C's match fall on the same weekend. Jim C's match in Decorah, Iowa is a brand new hunter match. Yeah. And Jim C is like an OG of the precision rifle world and a hunter. It's true. How do you pick which match to go to there? That's... So for me... That's an easier one because I grew up in Nebraska and Collins match is like two hours from my parents' ranch. Ah. So I, I could just knock out two birds with one stone. I get to go shoot a match and I get to go back to see the family, shoot coyotes, shoot prairie dogs. There you go. Full, full win. <laughs> That's definitely a win. That's definitely a win. Um, where do you see the future of this? I think this is going to be huge. Like expanding out. Um, the hunting community is way bigger than people give it credit for. You know, everybody, for us, we all, you know, talk amongst ourselves and we all think the shooting sports like is big and cares for us and you know, all that. In all reality, we're such a tiny minority of what the shooting sports are. It's right. competitive shooting. I mean, you look at hunting, I think, I can't remember what that statistic is that everybody always says, but it's like when Wisconsin deer season it's like the third largest armed militia in the world. <laughs> you know, that's how many hunters are out there. You know, right. it's just, it's crazy. And I think something like this would be, is absolutely great to help teach people to be 
better outdoorsmen, be more ethical, learn the capabilities of their equipment, and just, I think it's huge. It's going to be great. You know, I, I, I definitely tend to agree with you. I think the last time I, I looked at the study or, or the numbers, there was 11 million registered hunters in the United States. 11 million. And, and that number is just staggering. Yeah. You know, um, have you, I mean, hunting, you hunt in Nebraska. Yep. Have you hunted any further east than Nebraska? Um, Georgia. How is that? It's different. Can you, you want to elaborate? He, he's got this <laughs> grin on his face. It's different. He's grinning. I'm like, it's, you want to elaborate or is that just a dumb question? <laughs> it's, it's different. But it's fun. It's, it's always new, you know, and it's, I'm sure people hunt different ways. You know, it's just a whole bunch of different experiences. I hunted pigs in Arkansas. Um, that was fun. Same thing. Different, you know. They chase them, don't they? Uh, we did it with night vision. Okay. So that was, like I said, that was different. Something. Right. But. So we have a match in the southeast at Arena. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, I've never been to Arena, so I'm excited to go check that one out. Um, but now I'm, I'm curious because you keep saying it's different. <laughs> so, so, well, great, <laughs> so. a great example would be Jim C's match in Iowa. Right. Like, for deer hunting... That's shotgun. Right. So, I mean, that's completely different than what we're doing. So, that'd be an awesome match just to see what he has up his sleeve for it. Because, I mean, for all of his local hunters there, this thing is going to be completely different ball game for him. This is true. Can you even hunt? I know Iowa and some of those states out there have weird laws about what you can and can't hunt with. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know so, a lot that? of... Um, I, I don't know. I don't think you can use center fire rifle i think you basically have to use like a slugged shotgun really? i think i'm not i'm not 100 i've never hunted iowa yeah see and i i would never imagine taking a shotgun to a deer hunt but that's the area that you're hunting in you're hunting in such dense forest you can only see you know 50 yards or something 45 like 70 yeah true <laughs> so that i mean that's absolutely true jim's match is going to be very unique because just the density there. I'm actually, we're leaving um, in November before our bear hunt. I'm going out to um, Missouri uh, with Isaiah Curtis to go whitetail hunt. Oh, nice. So he's, uh, he's telling me that we're going to be shooting out of blinds. And I've never shot out of a blind. I've been in blinds filming hunters before, but I've never been the hunter in a blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm so... I'm like intrigued, but I'm like cautiously intrigued because I really like the chase. I like to, the stock. Yeah. I, I really like going after something and having the patience to sit there. I mean, it could be all day, right? Before you see something mm-hmm. and, and just waiting. I mean, that's, that's a test in patience. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm with you. I'm a spot and stock guy. I've, I've done a couple of the blind deals and it's, it's hard on me. I don't like sitting still for that long. You got any uh, pro tips or insider tips for me sitting in a box all day? Charge your phone before you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have a couple of good video games yeah, downloaded. <laughs> Have some video games downloaded. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right, what else What else do we have to cover? Is there anything that you want to 
tell our, our audience about uh, your match. Um, um, the, the queen over here says it's going to be epic. Yeah, it, it is going to be that. Um, a lot of it depends because we got SHOT Show going. Right. So a lot of the week after. So a lot of the things we have planned kind of are contingent on what happens with SHOT Show without okay. saying too much. We got some real big heavy hitter vendors that we might be able to pull on board for this. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see which direction it goes in the next couple weeks. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're definitely looking out. I mean, when we talk about SHOT Show, um, obviously, I, I'm not sure if you saw it. I'm sure you have. SIG pulled out a SHOT mm -hmm. Show a week ago. Um, there's rumor, and I'm not going to say which companies because I don't want to spread rumor, but there's rumor that several, a handful of other really big companies are um, are contemplating pulling out of it as well. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens at, at SHOT Show. And it sounds, with, with you being positive, it sounds like... Uh, like you kind of don't want shot show to happen because then it gives you more opportunities. Is, That's, is, uh, is that kind of the vibe? I'm, <laughs> not, I'm getting without putting any bad juju out there. Without putting any bad juju, that's kind of you know the gist. <laughs> if those guys can't go out because they do range week or all right. those shooting the week before or the right. days before, so they're not there. They got no place else to go. Well, hey, I got a match going just three hours south of there, so it Some could point. be it'd be pretty cool if we can get it pulled off. That would be pretty it'd be, epic. It'd be a very unique experience for every shooter there. Maybe, I'd say 2% have ever been put in the type of situation I'm trying to dictate, but it'll be, it'll be awesome if, it, if we can make it happen. See, he's holding secrets even for me because I didn't know about any of this. Now I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I was getting excited for SHOT Show. Now I'm kind of like, oh, do I really want to go to Vegas for a week? Right. <laughs> so lots of opportunities. Yeah. Very cool. Um, we briefly talked about your hunting season. Um, you just got back from an elk hunt. Yep. Um, you have a bear hunt coming up. Uh, well, we have a bear hunt coming up. Did yeah. you get your tags? or, or yeah. yeah. So I still got my archery deer. So okay. it's like we talked earlier, I might have to go try and stick a deer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, that would match. be epic. Match director kills a deer, sets up a match, <laughs> runs a match. <laughs> So yeah, I got my, I got an archery deer, I got a over-the-counter bear, over-the-counter cougar. So yeah, lion is over-the-counter in Arizona. So you can get over-the-counter lion, over-the-counter deer. You got two species to hunt. I shoot to match. This could be challenging. And then I got my Nebraska tags. I got uh, deer in Nebraska. That's pretty epic. I'll put up a $500 prize for the first person that brings us an Arizona deer from that week. So, I mean, that'll cover your tag and, you know. Yeah. You get to keep the meat. I don't want anything from it. Just a, a picture of you out there with your dated, dated with you know with your your rifle. Proof of proof yeah, of can't be a rifle. It has to be your bow or a bow. Sorry, with yep. your with your bow, um, and then you coming to the NRL Hunter match with it. Heck yeah, I like it. Right, I think that would be pretty pretty awesome. We'll do a five hundred dollar donation to your your hunting fund. Your hunting fund. To the first person that, well, we, well, hold on. So it has to be an illegal buck, right? Yep. I mean, I, I'm going to say it has to be mine, but that ain't very hard. <laughs> <laughs> mine, was a, mine was a little spike, but we'll, we'll say a, a, a nice buck, right? Yeah. So. And the week of the match. The week of the match. Yep. So it has you, to be taken. Yeah. 
So you have to have a, a newspaper or, or something to prove, you know, well, I mean, you have, you have to date your tag. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And then you have to come to the match. And, and you have to come to the match with, with your tag or with your gear or whatever proof of. <laughs> I like it. Hell yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's get people hunting. That's what this is all about. Yeah. I mean, it, we're a precision rifle organization, but we're, we're conservationists. We're hunters. Yep. So, I mean, do it with a bow. Do it with a spear. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Hunting's hunting. Go out fishing. We want everybody to enjoy, enjoy the outdoors. We do need to get a, free, a freezer spot. We need to get a cooler sponsor. Yeah. Lots of cool sponsors. So, all right, cool stuff. Um, Josh, I know you are like, I was going to say, you made a detour to go to detours. Right. <laughs> In transition. In transition to, to Nico's place. Um, so I don't want to keep you too long. Um, anything else that the listeners need to, need to know? No. Shoot, I'd say just leave it at that, man. A freaking, a challenge to end the, in the broadcast it sounds good to me a challenge to end the broadcast five hundred dollars to the first person that brings us proof of a legal buck harvested the week of the nrl hunter match ghost match the, the ghost hunter bonus points if it's a white tail <laughs> if you oh, get a coos coos deer oh <laughs> bonus <laughs> points that would be sick and and just so people understand why is it called the ghost hunter well, that's a coos. So, coos deer are notoriously hard to hunt. They call them the little ghosts, the little gray ghosts. And it's, it's what we named the match. It's the ghost hunter. There you go. There you go, folks. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to let Josh head on out and his family. is an amazing family. Head over to Nico's. Um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show and, and his family having some fun in the background. Until next time, y'all be safe. Keep shooting, and we'll see you all at a match. Take care.